you know what the difference is between a girlfriend and a Dyson vacuum? The Dyson vacuum will suck your dick after cleaning the house. Oh, yeah. We're opening up the podcast with a classic Cody joke. Welcome back, everybody, to Not Rich, Just Bored, episode number 26. You are joined by the code man himself. I'm all alone today, as per usual. <laughs> yeah, we got a few things to talk about today. So, first on the, I, I just, I didn't even, I didn't even open up my little word docket here. On Discord, we have a topics thing on the Not Rich, Just Bored uh discord and i've neglected to open it of course and i'm throwing it over to my second monitor i got a second monitor that's pretty big deal for me right now so i'm enjoying this and hopefully one of these days guys don't one of these days i'll come back to streaming i swear i just you get so busy in life and you just you forget that you know you just there's things you like to do, like streaming, and sometimes you just you're just not feeling it. And there's certain I, I I find I I come in and out of streaming. Like there'll be like one week where I really want to stream or I really like streaming, and then the next week I couldn't I really couldn't give a fuck. I just I don't care. And I mean, obviously, part of that is like the audience, right? Um, you know, like nobody ever watches you. You don't really give a shit about, you know, because nobody's going to notice if you're gone, right? So you don't really give a shit about that kind of stuff. But, you know, sometimes it's just, it's fun to do it. And then sometimes it's not, you know, whereas the podcast, uh, I like to do it every week, you know, no matter how many people uh, watch it or listen to it. I, for me, it's almost like, I, I almost think of it as like a weekly meditation or a weekly, it's hard to explain, like a therapy session. It's like, it's like a, an audio slash video diary. I mean, obviously our video format is just a still screen if you're watching on YouTube, but I don't know. One day, maybe, maybe we'll add some webcams or something in there. <clears throat> I'm trying to figure out like an, a good way to do it, um, especially when my RAM went bad. But my RAM is, I have my RAM back now from Corsair. I sent it away to get, well, I didn't, sorry, I didn't send it away. I They just replaced it. And then I sent the old one back to them. But when I did the mem test 86, which is a RAM memory test, it came back with, within the first two minutes of the test, there was over 20,000 errors. And an ideal test should return zero errors. So... But it's kind of crazy. Like Corsair is really, their their support has been really nice. Like they've been really nice and easy to deal with. But holy fuck, like they're just like savages for, they've they've sent me like four emails saying, are you going to return? Are you going to return it? Are you going to return the product? And I'm like, you guys, like calm the fuck down. Obviously I'm going to return the product. It's shit. It's broken. It doesn't work. Like, you know, it's not good RAM. It's faulty. So, of course, I'm going to return it. And plus, you charged my fucking credit card. So, if I don't return it, don't refund my credit card. Like, I don't know. I understand, like, reminding people because that's probably important, you know. I don't know how, but, you know, somebody could forget that. Oh, yeah, I got to return that RAM. But, you know, the whole point of the process was to get new RAM and then... You know, you either get new RAM, um, and and then and then you send it back, but they have to deposit your credit card, or you send it back to them first, and then they send you the RAM. But I'm like, I can't go a couple, and they said it could take two to three weeks. I'm like, fuck that! I'm not going two to three weeks without my PC. My PC is like my life. I mean, you know, besides, you know, my children and my friends and family. But, you know, this PC, I, it's my main source of, like, entertainment. And also, it's very important for, yeah, you guys guessed it, 
the podcast because you know i it's pretty hard to do the podcast without a without a good pc to edit it on i mean i could always do the anchor.fm like mobile app where you record it mobily but i don't know how i didn't edit the theme song in and you know it, it would just be a mess i don't know how i would do it how i would get away with it so i'm like nah i don't think i'm going to be doing that so anyways couple th- couple things have been going on uh this week i forgot i have to actually look something up here so our buddy Mr. Jonath, Jonath Depp, uh, he won his court case against Amber Heard. <coughs> so I'm just going to read this here, what it says. Yeah, so Johnny Depp. Okay, no, I don't want that. Oh, good. Thank you, CBC or, or no, sorry, NBC. I was like, the ones with the peacock. It says uh, they had an autoplay video. But they had it muted, so that's nice. Didn't fuck up my recording. Um, but yeah, anyways, it's on NBC. It's Johnny Depp won his defamation case against his ex-wife, Amber, the witch heard. I'm just kidding, I didn't say that. On Wednesday, and the jury awarded him $15 million in damages. Uh, Depp was awarded $10 million in... Co- what? In compensatory... Comp- what the fuck? Compensatory? I've never even heard of that word. Obviously, it's compensation, right? Compensatory. I've never heard it said like that. Damages and $5 million in punitive damages in his defamation suit. The jury also awarded Heard $2 million in comp- compensatory damages. Why the fuck did she get any money? Like, like was that... Was that two million just like a mercy thing? Like, here, we want you to still be at least rich. I wonder if she's gonna pledge that two million. <laughs> oh man. It's uh, I honestly I haven't followed the Johnny Depp thing as as closely as obviously social media and everybody else has, because everybody else has been sucking it off. It's all you see on uh TikTok and you know, Facebook reels and all that shit. Like that's that's all you see all day is the Johnny Depp memes from the trial, and I I will admit it's pretty funny some of it, but then I also it's the internet so I also gotta wonder like how much of it is real and like how much of it is like taken out of context, so like uh, like the whole thing about that uh, the psychiatrist there I think it was Amber Heard's um what do you call him uh, star witness or something, and he's like sitting there like just licking his lips and making fucked up faces. I'm like, okay, this can't be real. And I mean, obviously the Jason Momoa thing, there's that whole Jason Momoa thing going around. Obviously that's fake. Like that was somebody cut that together, but, but that, that fucking, that star witness guy, that guy was real. And I was fucking creepy, but um, it is a little weird that he only got 10 million because he was suing her for 50, I believe. Yeah, 50, it says right here. Because uh, of the op-ed she wrote. And and then she countersued for $100 million. So, I, this is just stupid. Like, in the end, it was stupid. Because, like, he was awarded $10 million, But, like, how much did he have to pay that fucking attorney? Like... He the the eternity was probably twenty million dollars to be honest, you know, and then and then Amber Heard she got two million in the end, but I hope she didn't pay her lawyers because her lawyer was fucking dog shit. Like I honestly I thought it was a joke. Her like her lawyer like obviously she's lying and she's like terrible, right? She's she obviously did a lot of fucked up shit, and I try to be like non biased and all that. Because I see it from both sides. I, I, I could see how, like, Johnny being a coked up guy, because he, I think his problem was that he got famous really young, and then, you know, he was just kind of an off-the-rails personality, like, you know, like, uh, what the hell? Who's that guy that, he literally played his character, was in Fear and Loathing, uh, Hunter S. Thompson. Like, you know, he's an off-the-rails kind of guy like that. You know, so 
so you know, I, I I don't think they're both like innocent at the end, but it's very clear that he's like at least trying to be a good guy, and he's just got some mental health issues, obviously from his lifestyle, and then she's just like a crazy manipulator. So I don't know. It was just really funny to watch her try to lie in front of a jury, and then Johnny Depp's fucking. Uh, what the hell? I'm gonna look up her name, cause Johnny Depp lawyer girl. I'll look girl. Um, this girl, yeah, Camila Vasquez. That's her name, I believe. Yeah, I believe that's the lawyer. I think so. Yes, I believe that was. I don't know, there's a guy, there's the guy lawyer, and then I think this is the girl lawyer. But yeah, she's a fucking assassin when she was just digging into Amber and, like, destroying her. It was really funny. It was really funny to watch. And I, I think I think the part I liked the most was when she was talking about donating all that money to charity. Sorry. Just... Oh, I had to check my audio for a second there. But, oh my god. Sorry, I just looked at my phone. There's like, okay, so this is something we'll get into later, but, like, Diablo Immortal is like, like, something like 12 gigs altogether. 15 gigs. My phone's just in the, my phone's just telling me, hey, you got more shit to download, boy. Like, okay. We'll get into that in a little bit, don't worry. But anyway, so, so yeah, like when she was talking about like this, I think it was $7 million she got in the divorce and she was going to donate it. And then she just kept saying like, did you donate this money? And she's like, I, well, I, well, well, I pledged it. Well, that's not donating it. Did, did you donate it or didn't you? I have pledged it. <laughs> it's like, oh my God. Like just, you know answer the question you didn't donate it you know you might have pledged it as you say that's fine but that that doesn't mean there's no evidence that she actually donated shit all so i think she just did that for the media but either way it was uh either way it was kind of I don't. It, it's a crazy story, and I think the memes are really great. I don't have time. Like I said, I don't have time to watch the whole damn trial, I, and I don't know who does really. Obviously, the people that are cutting up the funny parts, but uh, I, I'm happy enough just, you know, watching the aftermath and just watching the memes. I'm okay with that. But, anyways, moving on from mo moving on from that. So, congrats again. Congratulations to Johnny. Um, I, I personally, I don't think that's enough. I, I, again, the 10 million or whatever it was, I don't think that's enough for four damages because Johnny did. I mean, let's say, I mean, he's well off. He's a, certainly in a much better position in life than, you know, me or probably anybody listening to this for the most part. But honestly, he did lose. He lost a lot more than $10 million. I mean, for fuck's sakes, he lost parts of the Caribbean. Like, Pirates of the Caribbean with Johnny Depp, that's just, that's a license to print money. Like, that's literally what that is. That is just a license to uh, to print money because everybody loves them. It's like, it's like, whether it's mom, dad, grandma, grandpa, you, you know, your dead Aunt Elda, everybody fucking loved Jack Sparrow. Like, that, that show... I mean, there was the one that was kind of shit. I think it was, it was the one after the Davy D Jones, like after the initial trilogy. There was World's End, and then there was that next one. What was it called? I can't remember what it's called, but it's the one where like Barbosa was like in a powdered wig, and he was like trying to be a noble or something. And then I don't know. It was really fucking cringy to me. But even then, Johnny Depp, like, as Cap Jack Sparrow, was, like, the one redeemable thing about that movie. Like, his character was actually just so good. 
And then, you know, there was the Captain Salazar movie, which was, you know, a redemption. It was a lot better. Obviously, they had uh, Javier Bardem in there to kind of tie things together. But, you know, still, ultimately, Johnny is the star of that series. So, I, I it really sucked that he lost that. So, maybe because of this case now, uh, Disney will rehire him. I don't know. But... You know, I, I just thought it was kind of shitty that, you know, because I don't know how much she got. Well, we have the internet, guys. We can look it up. How much did Johnny Depp, how much was Johnny Depp's salary? Lurie on Pirates. Let's look it up. Pirates of the Caribbean. <clears throat> Yeah, so f so it looks like, according to his manager, for Pirates Six, um, he would have made twenty two point five million, just from that movie. Actually, what's this? What the hell? That's kind of crazy. This is actually kind of crazy to me. Johnny Depp's net worth is only a hundred fifty million. That's kind of crazy to me, considering like how famous he is. So he gets about twenty million per film. What the fuck? Hold on, I'm gonna look up something else. I'm gonna look up Robert Downey Jr. net worth because, like, to me, three hundred million. Okay. That's crazy. I don't know. I guess to me, I thought actors were richer than they are. It, it, isn't it so funny? It just kind of puts it in perspective, right? Because, like, I would, like, you know, I would love to just have a million dollars. Like, a million dollars would be just fucking dandy by me. You know, two million would be super generous. But then, you know, people would be like, you know, people would be like, oh, you know, Joey Diaz or something like that is a, they're a, you know, they're, they're actually a, a, a poor celebrity. You know, it's like, they only have a couple million dollars, but it's like, that's still quite a bit. Hold on. Let me look. Oh my God. Where is it? <clears throat> I'm going to look up another net worth thing. Cause it's crazy. Cause like, Yeah, see, like Joey Diaz is only worth five hundred thousand dollars, but that's still quite a bit of money. But again, like compared to like, it's so funny because when you look at people like, you know, Elon Musk or or or, or Bill Gates or any of those people, it's like it's unfathomable. Like, it's unfathomable like how rich they are. Like, because Joe Rogan, I think, Joe Rogan's worth like a hundred million. Or that, well, that's his, sorry, that's his um, salary from Spotify. But I'm looking it up right now. Okay, he's worth 120 million right now. That's what they're saying. Which is actually pretty surprising to me, too, because I thought he was worth more than that. I don't know. Weird. But either way, maybe this is old information. I don't know. But like my point, my point is like, we, we think about these people and like, you know, how like, it's like, oh, that's not that rich. That's not that rich. But then it's like, it's all perspective, right? It's like when you think about the amount of money that like people like Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk, it's like, yes, they're they are innovators they're crazy you know all that shit but like it's just it's so hard to fathom how much money that actually is like a hundred okay jeff is worth 132.8 billion dollars that's fucking nuts like that's out of control so like like a hundred, like he had, 
you know, 999 million, 132 times. Like that's, oh my God, that's, that's actually making my head hurt right now. And I'm sitting here busting my ass for like 20 bucks an hour. Fuck. Oh, sorry. I can't look at these numbers anymore. They're, they're making me depressed. But yeah. So anyways, we're going to move on. Congratulations, Johnny. Hope you get some more roles. Like seeing some new stuff. So, and Amber Rotten Hell. <laughs> Gold digger. Um, so anyways, uh, there's one thing I want to talk about uh, very, uh, very shortly here was uh, uh, there's, sorry, fuck, keep burping. Um, there's one thing I've noticed a lot, especially on Facebook pages for GameStop and, you know, oh, fuck, can you stop burping, you pig? GameStop and, and uh, uh, Gaming Bible, you know. What the hell was that? God damn it. I I swear. This is the first time I've done that. I always put my phone to silent. But anyways, like GameStop, Gaming Bible, all that stuff, they always have these stupid they'll always have stupid like ads and little clickbaity articles and stuff. And like they've been talking for like a couple weeks about this Elden Ring um this Elden Ring co-op thing, right? This whole Elden Ring, the next Elden Ring uh, co-op update is going to be insane. And, like, they're hyping up people, and people are all like, oh, my God, they're adding, like, real co-op, not just drop-in. They're adding, like, co-op where you can hang out with your friend and, you know, do the whole game, I guess, is what they're trying to tote out, right? That's what they're clickbaiting anyway, right? But what it is, in reality is it's not an update to fucking Elden Ring. It's it's a mod. It's a mod made by somebody. I don't know who made it. I didn't look into it about that, but it's literally an Elden Ring mod from, you know, Nexus Mods or whatever that enables you to do co-op with your friends in a more efficient way, I suppose. But, like, it's like these these gaming journalists, man, they're so fucking desperate. They're so desperate for any kind of content that they're just willing to like clickbait anything. And like, there's another clickbait I saw earlier. That was like, that was like, um, it's like, I think it was like Elden ring is not even in the top five played games of the year on this list. And like, they're trying to clickbait people in this thinking like, why isn't it on there? It's my favorite game. Elden ring is the best game in the world. But it's like it's a it's a list that ended in like whatever January or February or something like it. The list ended. The cutoff was before Elden Ring was released, so obviously it's not going to be on there. But people are fucking flipping out like it's the end of the world and being like, "How can they not put it on there? Elden Ring is the best game in the world. Fuck you all. These guys are just fucking greedy." It's like guys, chill the fuck out. They're clickbaiting you. It's because it's a fucking list that, or a list or an award that was given out. Like the cutoff was in like whatever, February or March before Elden Ring. So I don't know. It's people, it's just fucking silly. And I fucking, I hate, I don't even know why I follow them anymore. I I suppose because I just like, I like to laugh at them all the time. Because anytime I see their articles, I'm just like, I, I literally, and if any of our friends with me on Facebook, you probably see it from me all the time when I'm commenting on there. Yeah, I use Facebook. I'm a boomer. What can I say? But, you know, I literally just comment anytime I see something stupid. And I just comment and say, STFU. That's all I do. Just shut the fuck up. And then I, <laughs> then I keep scrolling. <laughs> it just makes me laugh so hard because... I, it makes me wonder if anybody's noticed. Like, oh, it's the same guy. He's commented STFU. Is he a bot? He seems to be commenting that on every one of our articles. <laughs> Fucking hilarious. Um. So, anyways, that was just a little thing I thought was just funny. Like, these stupid companies that are coming up with these clickbait, these clickbait articles that are just like, 
I don't know. They're cringing me the fuck out. But anyway, speaking of cringe, uh, I forgot to bring this up because, and and by bring it up, I I mean I forgot to bring up the page and look more into it because I just heard about this today when I was driving home uh, from work. But apparently, oh my god, it's true. I just looked it up. GameStop is making, they're making their own NFT, but like they're making their own NFT service. It's called GameStop NFT. And if you go to nft.gamestop.com, it's it's literally on here. It says almost here, become a creator. It's got a little spaceman in the background and it says NFT beta connect. I thank you, but I will not be doing that. And I think I heard they sunk something like a hundred million dollars into this fucking thing. And it's like, it's, it's like originally when I heard about it, it's like GameStop's doing NFTs. I'm like, oh yeah, sounds about right. Everybody is, everybody else is. So it's not beyond reason that they would get into that marketplace, especially Especially late, you know, being GameStop and all. But, you know, the ship's already sailed for NFTs for the most part. But, you know, better late than never. But no. Guys, it gets better. This this isn't just NFTs. This isn't just them releasing NFTs. This is them making their own OpenSea. They're making their own NFT marketplace. So this is going to be, this is going to totally wipe out OpenSea.io. Get the f- step aside, bitch. You're Metal Gear Solid. This is fucking Splinter Cell, bitch. We're coming out to kick your ass. All right? Step aside. Stick to the pond, froggy. As Andrew would say from Star Fox, if anybody gets that reference. But, <laughs> but yeah. So, the, I don't know. Again, I don't know much about this. I just know... That GameStop sunk a lot of money into it, and it's in beta right now. Obviously, they're going to try to release it. It says coming soon, but uh, I don't know, man. It's, again, I'm still, I, I don't have disposable income at all. Literally, I barely have an income, let alone disposable. <laughs> I wish I was joking, but... You know, I I I barely have a fuck. I can barely pay my bills, let alone having d- disposable income. So, when it comes to NFTs, I just I just don't have money. I do, I don't have any stake in the game. You know, I have some crypto. I'm not going to divulge what I have, but I have you know a bunch of different crypto in a in a wallet, and you know that stuff. I've been kind of trading around, and you know. It's a fun little side hobby that I don't mind, you know, taking a look at. I'm not always invested in it. Sometimes, like right now where the market's kind of crashed, I just like, I like to let it chill and then I kind of check it from time to time and, you know, see if there's a big up-and-comer that I could trade to and try to make money through trading an altcoin to another altcoin, you know, stuff like that. It's kind of fun. But ultimately, you know, it's just kind of a little fun hobby thing, but... I've said it before on the show, when it comes to NFTs, I don't have any stake in the game because I don't, again, I don't have disposable income right now as it is, let alone the kind of income that you need to get any of these um, NFTs that are worth anything. So I, I, I don't know. I, I, again, there are probably going to be some NFTs that are going to have, uses in the future we'll say like dr disrespect i feel like he's a reputable enough person that his nft um because he's going to be using an nft collection in his upcoming game um his game studio i i I, I can't remember what it's called but uh he's going to be using nfts in his game his first person shooter so you know i i feel like doc would screw people over but you know, you never know. But to me, 
there's just so much things that can go wrong um, with these NFTs. And uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say another story here, but I'll, I'll finish the GameStop off quick with, by saying that it's bad enough that you know I don't fully trust NFTs, but let alone the fact that GameStop is attached to it, that's this is gonna fail, guys. That's what I'm saying. It's gonna fail. GameStop right now, GameStop anything they do, it's all life support. It's all life support for a fucking sick old lady who's been dead in the backyard with a bullet in her head for weeks. But they're just this is just life support connected to a corpse. And they're just trying to pump it full of anything they can to try to get something out of it. Throw shit at the wall, see what sticks. And they're just desperate. And the NFT Battery thing, low. The NFT thing blew up. Holy fuck. Oh, I don't know if you guys will hear that in the recording, but the headset just said battery low. I forgot. I, I shut down my computer last night here. Let me plug it in. Charging battery. There, there. Are you happy? Did you hear it say charging battery? <laughs> fuck. I, I shut down my computer and I forgot the that my USB they're not they don't if the computer shut down it doesn't they don't charge so and I played Morrowind for like eight hundred hours yesterday so of course my battery would be low but anyways yeah the the battery low voice just jump scared the fuck out of me that scared the shit out of me holy fuck sorry just having a heart attack that's all but. Anyways, where was I? Uh, yeah. Yeah, so it's all life support. And yeah, any anything that they do at this point, guys, it's just, it's not worth it. It just really isn't. So I, I, I this thing is doomed to fail. I'm just going to call it now. So we'll see what happens, but that's that's my guess. But the story I want to say, and this is why I'm, this is why I'm kind of leery of crypto uh, or sorry, of uh, NFTs. It can happen with crypto too, though. But like, I'm sure you guys have all heard by now, but for those of you who haven't, um, Seth Green, who's a pretty famous actor. He was in Austin Powers and, you know, Without a Paddle and, uh, you know, a bunch of early 2000s movies. And then obviously everybody knows him as Chris Griffin on Family Guy, you know. Uh, that's probably like his number one thing at this point. And then, obviously, he was involved in Robot Chicken, uh, which I fucking love that show. But, fuck, I should have had water out here. Forgot to get water. I'm dehydrated here. You, you flap These podcasts where I'm alone, I'm just flapping my gums for so long that I, I start to get cotton mouth. And, like, I smoked a fucking 10-gram joint or something. Like, goddamn cotton mouth in here. But, here, I'll just swallow my own saliva a little bit. I'll think of a Big Mac. That's usually how I get salivating. You know, be a fat fuck and all. But, <laughs> but anyways, uh, so yeah, the story, yeah, Seth Green. So he was one of those celebrities that bought into the whole NFT thing. And he had a bunch of NFTs, I guess. But most importantly, he had one of those bored apes. You know, the Bored Ape Yacht Club. But Seth Green was taking it another step forward. So he was actually going to use that NFT. He bought the Bored Ape, and then he was going to use, I'm guessing, its likeness, like its face, because there's no body to those things. But but I'm guessing he was using the face likeness for some animated show. I'm guessing an animated sitcom, because he's mostly a comedy guy, and I don't know what else you'd do with a fucking weird monkey. But, you know... He's going to do some sort of a sitcom or something like that. Some animated show, anyway, uh, with his bored ape. But, as we all know, who are privy to the... Sh um, uh, uh, holy fuck, can't figure out words. Uh, anybody who's privy to the story knows that he had his bored ape stolen in a phishing scam. And I, I don't know how he got fished, whether it was just like a malicious email or... I don't know. That hasn't been released to the public, but like, all I gotta say for that is rip the fucking dream, because 
you know, those things are very expensive. How how much are? Uh, I'm just gonna look it up quick. Value of Seth Green's board eight. I haven't looked them up for a while. I can't remember. Uh, ended up on the digital market. Okay, so okay, hold on. Yeah, so the the trailer for the show that he had was called Bored Apes, I guess. And yeah, so it actually got hold on, I'm just looking up here. Swiped. Oh, he swiped his digital wallet after clicking on a fishy link. Like for so a phishing scam, uh, to an NFT mine, uh, minting platform, the NFT characters and the accompanying rights to the commercial use of their IP ended up back on the digital market. So, so the person that stole it resold it, and a fellow NFT collector known as Darkwing eighty four reportedly purchased Green's former ape for over two hundred thousand dollars, and then. Uh, it looks like, I guess, I guess Seth Green tried to tweet out about situation. And then he said, Darkwing84 told a BuzzFeed reporter via a DM, I'm happy to chat to Seth directly. Just woke up, have seen this craziness. Please put him in contact with me. So I don't know what's going on with that. Uh, that was on May 25th, but I guess he's trying to buy back his board ape from another guy. But anyways, it doesn't matter. This is my point though with the whole NFT thing. This is my this is my problem with it. Um my problem with it is that and it's it's ironic. It's very ironic because this is what people want. People want decentralization. That's what they want, right? They want decentralized currency and decentralized platforms and all this stuff. But here's the problem, guys. Listen, listen, because if you guys are big into this, you need to listen to me right now because this is important. Decentralization is not always good. In fact, it's almost bad entirely in a lot of ways, because first of all, you can't have a decentralized currency without it going up and down and up and down like like there's no way that I could use Bitcoin or any of those cryptos as like a regular currency because it would just be insane because some of them could double and triple overnight, you know, or they could, they could have overnight. So, you know, I go to buy my coffee in the morning, my coffee's whatever, two, let's just make a nice round number. Say it's $2, you know, well, let's just make up a fake currency, right? Let's say it's, it's two, you know, and not rich, just bored. The NRJ Bitcoin. It's two NRJ Bitcoins for a coffee. All right. Thank you. And then you go in the next day. Well, the market changed. So now your coffee is five NRJ Bitcoins. Okay. And then the next day, your coffee's one NRJ Bitcoin. And then a week later, maybe somebody, you know, buys up a huge supply. They buy up 200 million coins. And then your coffee is also 20,000 NRJB coins. You know, and that's what I mean. You can't have a stable currency like that. It just doesn't work. You, you have, there has to be some form of stability. And I know there's difference between the pound and the euro and the, the CAD and the USD. There's always going to be differences in the dollar values. I get it. But like, when it comes to crypto, it's so volatile that it would just implode. But anyways, that's not even the biggest point. The biggest point for me is the fact that look at the Seth Green thing. He got his bored ape stolen in a phishing scam. And the guy stole it and resold it for $200,000. What, what repercussions were there? There's nothing. That's the answer. 
That's the answer, guys. And this is the problem. There's no... Tomorrow, if somebody, if some armed robber goes into my bank and steals all the money in the vault, he just goes full-on Joker from the Dark Knight. He just robs the whole bank blind. Steals every ounce of cash and gold and railway bonds you can think of. He steals it all. Guess what? Is my money gone out of my coin out out of my bank account? No, it's not. My my money's safe. They have insurance for that. So don't worry. Even if my physical money that I deposited was in that bank vault, I'm covered against that shit. But poor Seth Green, he gets his two hundred thousand and I mean that's just what the guy resold it from. Resold it for. So who knows? Seth probably bought that thing for 500k. Who knows? Because it doesn't matter what the guy sold it for, like the, the the phishing scammer, because he's just making pure profit. That's it. So, you know, he probably sold it for half its value. But, like my 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 point is, is that there's no insurance, and the stupidest thing of this story is that. Because he had this whole animated series, he had a trailer out and everything. He now has to cancel his show because he does not own the rights to that board ape anymore. The rights have been passed to the scammer, and then since he resold it to another legitimate person, that legitimate person, they now own the rights to that character, which is just the silliest fucking thing in the world, right? But. That's how it goes. So now he's not, not only is he out of money for that board ape, but he's also out of the show, the show that he probably, you know, he put a trailer together. So he obviously hired voice actors. He hired, you know, producers, writers, possibly a director, unless he's doing it. You know, he's put money into that. And it's, it's all gone now because, because of a phishing scam. But the way NFTs work is that it it doesn't matter. There's uh, too bad, so sad. There's no insurance for you. That other guy now owns your board ape. Sorry, but yeah, I don't know. It's it's just one of those things, guys. It's just I don't care if you want to get into NFTs. If you want to do it, that's totally up to you. But Jesus Christ, be careful and know the pitfalls and know what you're getting yourself into, because if something goes wrong. You can't go whining to the police and go, he stole my ape. He stole he stole my rhinopus. He stole my mech warrior. Nothing they can do about it. It is a digital piece of art on a digital platform, uh, which is decentralized, which means it's the Wild West, son. Sorry, no rules. I mean, there are rules, but not ones that protect you. <laughs> but yeah, so I just I just want to talk about that. So I I think, yeah, I just think that's, and you know, uh, people, you know, people could say what's his face, you know, Seth Green was an idiot for getting fishing, like getting scammed. But you know what, he is an older person. Like he's not old, old, but he's still older. Like he might not be privy to. The new scams that are out there, and and honestly, I've had friends of mine that have been scammed before, and even I've been scammed before. Like sometimes they're very clever. It's it's so funny. Like like the one that happened to me, and now I'm hyper vigilant, so I don't get scammed ever again. But for me, it was a phishing scam for my credit card because uh, it was the whole government tax thing. But they got me. The reason I fell for it is because it got me at the right time. It just so happened to coincide that the time that I was um, I was owing money to the government and I was setting up a payment plan. I was in the middle of setting up a payment plan when this phishing scam came in. So I kind of had my guard lowered because I was expecting it. You know, I was expecting to to for their email to come in. So I just never looked at it. And that's why I went to it and I entered my stuff and I hit okay. I'm like, 
something doesn't feel right. And then I looked back at the email address and I noticed that it was, it was the whole right email address, except for at the end, they put like .com or something, you know, whereas the, the government will be, be like .gov, .ab, .ca or some shit like that, you know? And I immediately knew I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. I just fucked that up because I just gave them all my credit card shit. But the good, the, the good thing is with a lot of credit card companies, you literally phone them up and say, yeah, I just entered my, my card on a malicious site or something. Or I think I've been like, I think it's going to get stolen. So, and then when you do that, they just cancel the card right then. They're really good about it. They canceled it on the spot. They sent me a new one. I had it within four days. No harm done. No, nothing happened. But, but again, I'm covered for shit like that. But if I was doing the same with an NFT, no, I would have been fucked. I would have been out of money. But, anyways, so that's that whole story. Um, you guys, again, you guys can comment. If, if if you guys think that the GameStop thing's a good idea, let me know why it's a good idea. I'm probably going to tell you, tell you you're an idiot. But hey, can't all be winners. <laughs> um, okay, so I wanted to end this off with, well, there's a couple things. We'll, we'll see, we'll see what we, some of them are smaller topics, but. I guess I kind of want to pigeonhole this one in real quick. Is that even the right word, pigeonhole? That's where you, like, put things into a category. Yeah, that's, that's the wrong word. Anyways, I want to force this in. I don't know. Either way. So, everybody remembers Pokemon Go. It was a huge success. Great game. Um, definitely not. I mean, at the end of the day, all mobile games can be paid to win. But ultimately, it's a it's a good game that you can have fun in, and you don't have to pay money to get good at the game, or to be meta even. You know, just paying money, you have an advantage on XP and all that shit. But whatever. That's not what I want to talk about. What I want to talk about is another game that was like Pokemon Go. Uh, it was called The Witcher, Mon the Witcher Monster Slayer. Now, I love that game. When it first came out, that was my favorite mobile game. I don't typically play games on mobile. I usually have like one game, like, and that's like my hyper, that's my, that's my time waster. That's my thing when I'm just pissing around on my phone. That's my thing. And, and yeah, for a long time, for like a year there, it was, um, it was the Witcher Monster Slayer and it was a great game. And there was, you know, your in-game thing for currency was gold. And you could slowly earn gold through doing daily quests. And then through doing the, well, the quests were like bulletins, like Witcher, like basically Witcher objectives or whatever, like kill three ghouls, you know, just that bullshit. And you get like 50 gold. And then... And then, yeah, other than that, there's actual story quests that you can go on. And it was all, like, Pokemon Go was AR. It was really fun. You go out and fight monsters in the wild. You find them and you swing your sword by swiping on the screen. And it was a great game. And uh, it was really fun. And it was a lot like Pokemon Go. It was not pay to win. You could slowly earn gold to buy shit, like buy new armor and weapons which gave you a competitive edge for sure. But you didn't have to do that. You could just enjoy the game by playing the free version and just keep going, just keep grinding and having fun. But now the reason I bring this up is because I, I stopped playing for quite a while just because I kind of got bored. I was super fucking high level, like almost to max level where it gets ridiculous. You have to get like millions of experience. And for... For people that don't know, like a regular monster, just killing it, like just a common monster. If you didn't get any of the special, you know, special bonuses from like attacking or parrying perfect or anything, a basic monster kill will get you. That'll net you a hundred experience. 
So you can imagine how many monsters you have to kill to get like over a million or a couple million. So when you're only getting yeah, 100 XP per kill minimum. But either way, so I just kind of got bored and I was really overpowered because I was just super high level. I earned a lot of gold and I got the woven armor, the woven swords. Uh, or no, the griffin armor and the woven swords. I was kicking ass. And then I just kind of quit because it got kind of too easy and just really re repetitive, as anything does over time. But then I I heard about a new patch for the game. And I'm I'm still in a Witcher fan group, like the game where people would meet up around town or whatever and they'd, you know, have fun slaying monsters together, like they did with Pokemon Go. And they were saying about the shitty update that happened and how it's so terrible it ruined the game. And I'm like, what? They ruined the game. And then the one guy was talking about how, because you could use potions and oils, like in the Witcher games, to give you a competitive advantage against monsters. And, you know, based on your skill tree, you could select skills in the skill tree to get more powerful, and that affects it. So the higher level you are, the more effective you are killing monsters. But this guy was saying level 40 was the max. This guy was level 35, and he said he couldn't kill a ghoul, which is one of the lowest level common creatures. It's the Pidgey. Pidgey in Pokemon? The Pidgey of fucking Monster Slayer was ghouls. Ghouls and Succubi, which is the plural of Succubus, I hope. But, anyways, and then I'm like, this can't be real. So I re-entered the game, I downloaded the latest update, and then I I, uh, I entered the world. And yeah, of sure shit, there's a ghoul. So I'm like, ah, a ghoul. So I, I fight this, I go to fight the ghoul, and sure shit, I can't beat it. I can't beat it. With perfect attacks and perfect parries, because it's like muscle memory, I still remember how to parry those monsters. And yeah, I barely got the fucker down to three quarters health with a perfect fight. Whereas before that, I could like molest a ghoul with like four sword slashes. Like, so they did that. And then they, they did the typical pay to win fucking mobile game thing of adding gems to a game. So gold is now, gold is now a little bit easier to get, kind of, but it's used for like nothing. You don't get like any of the good shit. You can buy certain, you can buy certain gear, like certain things. I think like like alchemy items and certain other things and like uh, potion stations with with the gold, but but like all the good armor and shit is all linked to this pay to win fucking currency, and the only win and the only way to get that currency is to either buy it with real money or you can like, I think you get one or two for each legendary monster you fight. And then some of the rare monsters in the higher tiers, they give you like one or two crystals, but like guys, like the rare monsters are a little bit more common these days, but like the legendary guys are still very rare. It is not very common that you find them. So they basically made it so that you have to pay. You have to pay if you want to get any of those weapons or armor. And they basically made gold useless. So everybody that bought gold uh, before the update, you're fucked. And they they and they and they got massive backlash. And the game went from like a five-star, almost a five-star game on the App Store. And I think it's sitting at like two stars right now. Uh, I'm, I'm going to actually look it up right now because I'm curious. Uh, the Witcher. Uh, Witcher Monster Slayer. Oh, there's my one-star review. Yeah, it's at, okay, it's at 3.4 right now. But it used to be almost five stars. So it's, there's a lot of one-star reviews. And if you look at the recent ones, it's all like, I used to love this game. Now it sucks. But basically they did this whole difficulty thing where they made the monsters extremely difficult. So you have to use potions and oils. 
So that means you have to keep crafting, and but to craft you need that gold, and then you can't use the gold on other things. So you so you have to buy the in-game currency to get more, more of the other stuff, and then get more powerful with the in-game currency. Like it's they basically made it so that you're always using consumables, so that you're always forced to you you have to always buy something. And they also made it so that you can't craft bombs anymore. You have to, I think you have to buy them from the store now. Which I think you could use gold or crystals. But still, you have to buy them. And it's like, I don't know. I, I just I just think it's it's a classic, it's a classic thing where a developer got overly greedy. And they just, you know, they... They just updated the game and they and they fucked it. They fucked it up, and I don't think I'm gonna go back because I just I just I, I don't know. It it really rubs me the wrong way. Like I said, when somebody when somebody does something like that, like you know, like you have such a good game and people put so many hours into it, they love it, it's so fun, and then you just you fuck it up like that, and it's because of greed. It's greed. They they essentially, in their latest patch, they essentially made it so that the game is pay to win. You went from a game like Pokemon Go and like Pokemon still is today, and it always has been Pokemon Go. You don't have to pay a cent to play the game to have fun. They went from that to just being fucking greedy bastards, and now yeah, now you have to basically have some form of a game currency, and then. You know, everybody that bought gold before, which is pretty much useless now, they've offered a minimum for like two days, I think it is. You could exchange your gold for crystals, but it's like a thousand gold is like 50 crystals or something. It's like, and a suit of armor is like 900, 900 crystals. It's like, get fucked. So needless to say, I, um, I don't support Spaco anymore. That's the, that's the. The CD Projekt Red um, mobile developer. I just, uh, I think they're just greedy little cunts, and honestly, they fucking ruined an awesome game. And and since then, since that patch, they've patched it again because uh, of the fan backlash. And and I did play it for a second there, and yeah, they made it easier to kill a lot of the monsters, which is nice. But still, the to me, it's ruined because of the crafting. Because at least with the old game, you you could if you wanted the fast alchemy stations, you could buy them with gold. But it didn't matter. You always had the infinite crafter, the one. It was one station that you always had infinite of. But now they've made it so that none of them are infinite. And they don't even last for that long. Like you could only make a few potions on one alchemy station. And then you gotta pay another six hundred gold. Like it's just, oh, I don't know. And I, 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 I don't. Know. I feel like I spent too long on this topic in particular, but I just, it, it just sucks when, when, it, when, when you have something that you enjoy. And I actually wanted to return to that game this summer because I'm getting out more and walking, and so I wouldn't mind playing that game while I'm out on my walks and stuff because I did enjoy it. So. My plan was to reinstall it in the summer here and and uh, pick up where I left off. But, like, after this update, holy fuck. Like, I just, I don't want to support them. I just think it's greedy. But either way, that'll lead me to my last little topic here. Cause, and I say little topic because um, uh, sorry, I fucking lost my train of thought there. Which happens. I have ADD. Ask TikTok. But, um, but yeah, so they. Holy fuck. We... <laughs> um, yeah, so it leads me to my next topic, which is another mobile game. Uh, Diablo Immortal got released today to the public, to the general public. Um, the, today being the recording day, which is uh, June 1st. Yes, June first, and then June second is when this podcast episode will uh, will air. But uh, when I'm recording this right now, Diablo Immortal just came out today, 
for and it's open for public and I um I I haven't played too much of it yet. I I just basically beat like the little tutorial missions and stuff and then and then you know I I'm into the actual game where you're playing with other people. So I'll I'll probably update you guys on how I feel about the game. I didn't know how I'd feel about it. Like I didn't know how how a game would play uh on mobile for Diablo, but basically the way it is, it's basically from what I've seen so far anyway, <coughs> it's basically Diablo 3, uh, but it's streamlined. Like because it's mobile, all the dungeons so far again, I only did the starter dungeon and the starter bosses, but to me it seems very streamlined. Like everything is kind of laid out. Like there's even a uh um like footsteps like showing you where to go. Whereas, you know, Diablo in the past has all been RNG. So it's all been random and then you kind of wander around the area. And there there are some set spawns, but for the most part Diablo 2 was Diablo 2 and Diablo 3 were all randomly generated every time you played. So so um, you know, you kind of had to search, but in this one it seems like more of a streamlined thing and then when it comes to like upgrading armor and stuff, it's all about it's just about stats, and and it tells you when you go to upgrade your when you go to like put armor on stuff, the armor will have a plus on it. Like this armor is like it'll have a green arrow saying up, like up, meaning it's an upgrade. If it's gray, that means it's not an upgrade. So it's again they streamlined it, right? So it's like okay, that's a green arrow shield. Choose the green arrow shield, equip it. Okay, that's the upgrade. Everything else is gray. Okay. Salvage it with the blacksmith. So I, I don't know how it'll be at higher levels. You know, obviously you'll have to decide which which different armors you want and stuff and all that jazz. But but yeah, it it just it's basically kind of a mindless, streamlined version of Diablo 3, but um but I don't know. I it's it's fun. I mean, I don't know. I enjoyed what I played of it so far. And I'm not a big fan of touchscreen controls for games like this, but uh, they seem to be pretty responsive and they seem to work pretty well. So I, I don't really have too many complaints of it at the moment. Uh, the only thing that I guess one little complaint I have so far is that you can't play multiplayer with your friends if they're on a different server. Like you have to be on the same server and you can't like server hop. You're kind of like locked into that server. And another thing was... Um, I have some Google Play credits for answering surveys, so I bought like a starter bundle kit. Uh, it's like a dollar forty nine or something, and it was just like, it was like a, 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 it's I think it's a cosmetic thing actually. I I can't remember. It's a flaming sword or something, but uh, I got that um, just because it was a dollar forty nine, and it's basically for free because I use my Google Play balance for answering surveys, and. And, uh, but the, but the weird thing I found was that, um, those items you redeem like that are locked to that character. So it, it does warn you before you do it, but I just find that weird that you can't use those cosmetic items on, like, if I bought it, why can't I use it on all my characters? You're saying if I, I, I use that character, I use that and then I'm, I make another character and like, I want to use that flaming sword cosmetic i'm gonna have to rebuy it on the other character i don't know i did that seems a little crooked to me but i don't know i guess we'll see how it goes but i just i don't know I, mobile games are greasy guys what can i say it's that's how it goes but yeah i am on the Doombringer server if any of you guys are playing the podcast is small enough that i can i can say that without worrying about being swarmed but yeah, I, I hope to see you guys in the game and and yeah, there's there's a few other things I want to talk about, but we'll we'll talk about it next week. I think I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna save them for next week because I think Ryan will have some valuable insights. So so that's all I that's all I had for you guys today. Um, thank you guys for listening and remember to follow the podcast and all the social media. All the socials are in the links below. Remember, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. And I, I'm, I'm thinking in the near future, I'm going to have to get my 
probably gonna have to get my kids to teach me how to use it but uh and i'm thinking about making a not rich just board tiktok I, i'm thinking about caving in and just making a tiktok because i just feel like it's it's good for exposure as as much as i as much as i cringe at tiktok sometimes i i think i think it's kind of one of the most viable options for uh, getting your name out there for sure because it's huge you know you'll see like unknown people just literally staring at a camera doing nothing and and it has like 15,000 views i'm like this person's not even doing anything the fuck but anyways <laughs> sorry i'm just laughing i somebody sent me a funny text but <laughs> but yeah thank you guys for watching don't forget follow socials follow the houster on twitch the underscore houster and more importantly the better of the two streamers and hopefully he streams sometime soon go to twitch.tv slash code manliness and i will see you guys on the next episode peace